This episode of Champions Mojo is sponsored by the Health Coach Institute. And I like the word honor because you're honoring your body by by not overfilling it or by and by not waiting too long, you know, so that you're eating bad food or just, you know, vacuuming up anything that's nearby. <laughs> Welcome to Champions Mojo, a podcast to bring out your inner champion. Your hosts are sisters-in-law, Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Kelly is a former Division I head swim coach, Olympic trials qualifier, and holds national and world records in master swimming. Maria holds world records in endurance cycling and won the world's toughest bike race, Race Across America. Both are certified health and life coaches. Our goal is to inspire you through conversations with champions. And now your host, Kelly Palace. Hello, friends. Welcome to Champions Bojo. And today we have a topic that is so powerful, yet so simple. And as you've seen from the title of the show, it's called Honor, Hunger, and Fullness, or Honoring Your Hunger and Fullness. And of course, we are talking about our diet and how we can really recognize when we're hungry and when we're full. And as you may have heard through our former podcast, Maria and I have been doing a lot of health coaching and we've really been enjoying it. And we've worked with a lot of clients recently on this topic. So we want to share some of these great tips and techniques that we found and share with you maybe some stories from our clients. So um, we're excited. Maria, welcome. Thanks, Kelly. I'm really excited to talk about this topic. As you said, I think it's, it's deceptively simplistic. But in our world where there is food everywhere and where we've, you know, kind of used food as a drug, I think, I think this is something that will really help a lot of people, including me, um, get back to, you know, what food is for and how we should feel physically when we eat. So I'm excited to talk about this. Thanks, Maria. Yes. And right before we started recording, you were telling me about some clients that you've worked with. You said <laughs> like 10 out of 10 of your last clients have said, say it, tell everybody what you told me. Oh, I I haven't been hungry in five years or something to that effect. And I think that could have been true for me uh, several years ago. I mean, I, I think we get, again, the food is everywhere, right? Images of food are everywhere. We are, you know, our, our cupboards are full where, you know, so we have learned, you know, and I, and I take, take this personally because I've done this myself. I have learned to use food to comfort myself, uh, and to, you know, for things other than nutrition, which is okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with enjoying a meal as a celebration, but when you use it constantly, for instance, you know, if you're feeling down in the dumps and you eat a, you know, a pan of brownies to, you know, pass when you're, you know, you don't really need a pan of brownies ever, then, then you're using food as a, as a comfort. And, And that's, you know, and, as I've told many, many clients that that is something that has helped you in the past, but it's not a habit that you want to carry throughout your life. So just getting in touch again with what it's like to be hungry and what it's like to be reasonably full or so it's just so important. I mean, you've probably had the same experience, Kelly. Yes, Maria. And so on the the flip side of of having clients tell you that they're they haven't been hungry in five years. I would say that athletes 
and maybe people that go too far into their hunger can have a, a similar mm. problem. And I've just been working with a couple of clients that say they go past hungry. You know, they're just, you know, mm -hmm. on a scale of one to 10, which we're going to be talking about the hunger scale and the fullness scale. So a 10 being, you know, I'm just starving and I'm going to eat whatever I can get my hands on. If it's a bag of chips or a carton of ice cream, I, I don't care. I'm so hungry. And mm -hmm. uh, obviously a one being, you know, I don't need to eat for a week, <laughs> that kind of thing. But um, mm -hmm. so recognizing, are you eating just for comfort or are you letting your hunger go too long and then you're making bad choices? I think there right. are both sides of the coin where people may not ever experience hunger because they're constantly grazing. And then the other mm -hmm. side, if you, maybe even if you're an intermittent faster or you skip meals, you get too hungry. So just right. honoring this. So Maria, pretend that I'm one of your clients. What would you tell me, coach me on if I'm just constantly grazing? Well, I, I think the, the thing is I would say, hey, you know, Kelly, tell me what it feels like when you are hungry. What is, can you describe to me what hunger to Kelly feels like? Yes. I mean, I, I'm one of the ones that probably goes too long. So, but yeah. <laughs> right. So I think, I, you know, here's, I would, here's what I would ask our, in our listeners. If you're the kind of person like me who, you know, would err on the side of grazing, I would ask you to think about what it feels like to be hungry. And I remember reading this book uh, probably 25 years ago. And the, the whole purpose of the book was to, to help you recognize hunger. And, and I remember thinking, oh, you know, at that point, I probably hadn't been hungry for quite, for a long time. And, and, uh, that the, the technique was just to stop eating yeah. <laughs> and, and it was great. I mean, it's like, and I remember thinking, you know, six hours, eight hours had gone by and I wasn't, you know, really. And then finally I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's hunger. And so with my clients, we talk about sort of mouth hunger or emotional hunger, which is different than physical hunger. And what does physical hunger feel like? For somebody who struggles with blood sugar issues, they can get shaky or nauseated. For people who with normal blood sugar, you can feel, you should feel your stomach contract and feel a hunger pain. It's not just growling because you can experience growling in your intestines when you're full, but but literally a pain. And we used to joke about uh, something that they taught my husband in medical school called a house cleaning pain. And that's when you haven't eaten for a while and your stomach just squeezes from one end to the other looking for any nutrients. And if you feel a house cleaning pain and it really, you can really feel it. You will not, I mean, it's not something you can sleep through. You will know that is true hunger. Uh, that might be you might have gone too far. But uh, the other thing about hunger is it comes and it goes. We all know it It goes in waves. So you can experience hunger, ignore it, experience hunger again, ignore it. And then what happens to the people that you've described, Kelly, is they keep ignoring it and ignoring it until they really cannot ignore it. And I've got, and I've been there too, where I just like, I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat because I'm busy or whatever. And then all of a sudden I'm ravenous. And instead of eating the beautiful food that I could have prepared, you know, the, 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 the broccoli's already cut, but I am too hungry to steam it. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that, that's when, you know, you've, you've gotten too hungry, but yeah, I mean, I just, I would ask people to experiment a little bit with hunger. If you're the kind of person who had, who, who, at, you know, who would answer that question. Yeah. I haven't been hungry in, you know, a long time. 
I would encourage somebody like that to experiment. And the best way, of course, is, is a little bit of fasting, maybe in the morning uh, after you get up, just to just let yourself feel hungry and maybe even write down, you know, what does this feel like? You know, what am I experiencing? If you have blood sugar issues, you want to be careful. You don't want to get lightheaded or pass out or, you know, anything like that. But that those are also signs, you know, of a need for nutrition. Yes, I, I think that's great to, to those people that feel like they don't get hungry enough. They're just grazing can do that. Get, you know, give themselves some space right. between meals. And then people who right. tend to get so busy or they're, they are fasting and they, they don't pay attention to going past hungry, that that's when you really want to look at the scale on a hunger scale. So, so that's the, that's just a, a simple, it, again, powerful, but simple. And at the end of this, we're going to give, the, you know, this is going to be a quick little segment, quick little show today, but we are going to give you six ways that you can practice honoring your inner hunger and your fullness. So, um, Maria. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that scale. So on this, if the scale is one, you're not hungry at all. And 10, you're so ravenous, whatever is on the floor is looks good to eat. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> you want to, for, for me, this is my little tip to myself. I want to start thinking about eating at a three because I'm not hungry at all, but I want to prepare, start thinking about what I'm going to eat. And then I think the good time to eat is between a five and a seven. And again, hunger comes and goes. So you'll feel hunger. It can go away. But don't let that happen too many times because the third or fourth round of, oh, my gosh, I'm hungry is you're it's way too late. So, yeah, think for me, this is, you know, this is what I've learned about myself. I have to think about what food I'm going to eat before I'm hungry. So I don't do the, you know, vacuuming up everything that's in the cabinet and not eating the good food trick. Yeah. And another little uh, great tip is to just always carry a little healthy snack on you so that if you do get yeah. out somewhere and you, you know, you're, it's not like you're in the kitchen, but you're running errands or you just, oh, I'm, I'm now I'm really starving and I'm going to run in the house and eat something terrible, you know, have a little bag of nuts with you or, a, you know, a protein bar or an apple or something that's going to Yes. Stave, you know, stave off that hunger. But just the key is, to, you know, don't get past, you know, like start preparing or thinking about your next meal at a three or a four and then, you know, eat at a six or a seven. And I always remember the some stat that around the holidays between Halloween and New Year's Day, they say the average American can gain seven pounds. Oh, my goodness. I think a lot of that is going to holiday parties when you're starving. You know, you get to a party yes, and, you, yes. you know, you're starving. So I always made this thing where before I ever went to a party, and even if I knew there was going to be a huge buffet or a spread, or even if I was going to someone's house for Thanksgiving dinner, I would just, you know, drink a V8 juice or eat an apple mm -hmm. or something. So I didn't walk in there starving. And that's it's yeah. just, I hate the feeling of being starving. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah, also when you're, you know, you don't know if you're invited to somebody's house, you don't know when you're actually going to eat. And I was just talking about this with one of my clients. She had a, she has a standing invitation for dinner on a Monday night and she would get there and they wouldn't have, you know, the, the time to be there was six 30, but they wouldn't serve dinner till eight. And she was out of her mind. And, yeah. you know, and so we strategize, we strategize and she decided she was just going to eat at home and explain to them that, you know, because of her health condition, she couldn't wait that late. And it worked out really well. So, I mean, I think, yeah, just, just, just the idea is just mindfulness around what is truly hunger and what is for me, you know, for a lot of my clients, what is true hunger and what is emotional hunger 
and it needs to be filled with something else. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Let's move on to fullness. One of my favorite topics, yeah. which I got to start out this, this fullness topic with, this is my own personal theory, but I believe that we all have a little mechanism within our stomachs that tells us that we're full and that we need to stop. And fortunately, I grew up in a family like your husband, who was my little brother sitting there at dinner with me. We grew up in a family where our parents did not have the clean plate club. We were, mm -hmm. when we slowed down and put our forks down and, you know, were asked, mom would say, are you full, honey? Oh yeah, I'm full, mommy. Mm -hmm. And even if there was plenty of food on my plate, she would say, okay, that's fine. Just back away. You know, you don't need to eat that. And mm -hmm. My husband grew up in a family of the clean plate club where he was chastised for getting too much food on his plate. Well, you got that food out. You're going to finish that whole plate. And I believe that we need to protect that inner intuition, that little feeling in our stomach that says that we're full and listen for it and pay attention to it. And there is nothing for me that's more disgusting or do I feel more physically when you know when i think about all the physical sensations and i'm not talking about having an injury you know if i have a shoulder pain or you know a bad skin day or something but i'm just talking about normal physical sensations nothing grosses me out more or makes me feel worse than being too full i just cannot stand it <laughs> yeah I, I i think we can all relate to that so on the fullness scale that 10 is you cannot do anything. You have to unbutton your pants. You have to lie down, you know, and it is a terrible feeling. And if you've experienced it, you don't, you don't even like it, you know? Right. <laughs> so, but, and again, I, I love that story about your family and I learned it too. Your mom would say that. And I love that. That's really honoring of your body and it's honoring, you know, of your food and, you know, I was a clean plate clubber and had to really retrain myself because I, I now make a habit of leaving something on my plate, even if it's just a little bit, just to remind myself that I do not have to clean my plate, that, that it's better for it to go into the trash than to use my body as a trash can. I think for those, I think a lot of us, I mean, and God bless my parents and uh, Mark's parents because, you know, they, they grew up in harder times than we've had where food was not necessarily uh, plentiful. So, you know, your mom overcame it because she also grew up in, in very difficult times, but she, she, I think has a, had a much better understanding of, you know, honoring your body than, you know, but in any case, the point is that, you know, that I'm not trying to diss anybody who's grew up in the clean plate club, there were starving children in other parts of the world that our parents were concerned with. And throwing away food is hard. I mean, you know, you spent good money on it. But yeah, that feeling of being too full is is uncomfortable. And it happens for a couple of reasons. One, it happens because you eat too fast and you eat, you don't give your your stomach an opportunity to tell you that it's full. So one of the ways that you can honor your fullness is by eating slowly and 
mindfully, chewing your food carefully, putting your fork down between bites, taking sips of water, having conversation. Give your stomach an opportunity to tell your brain it's full because we've all heard this it takes 20 minutes. So if you're eating in five, you could you could blow way past full. Yes. <laughs> if you're if you're eating too fast. So that's one way to sort of and the other thing is just again experiment. I I've had to learn to do this to just like, okay. I, sometimes I would stop eating too soon and then I'd find myself hungry in 35 minutes. So, you know, you can experiment with fullness too. And one of the keys to tell you when you're full is, appropriately full, is that you feel satiated and satisfied. They don't really want or need more food. And also, but still you feel like you can get up and go for a walk or do activity. If you're, if you're eating to the point where all you want to do is lie down and watch TV, that's too full. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it, I'd love for any of our listeners to email us at hello at Champions Mojo and tell us if you're old enough to remember the Monty Python movie about the one thin mint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was that Monty Python? I thought that was Saturday Night was Live. That, Just one I thin think mint. It, it was either Monty, maybe it was, uh, anyway, They the waiter comes the guy, back the and guy, the guy's yes, eating, yes. he's eating like a 10 course meal and the waiter yeah. keeps pushing the one thin mint, and the guy said, "No, I'm too full. I'm too full. I'm too full." And he finally, okay. Yeah, he said, "I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I'm gonna explode if I eat anything and else." And he finally he ex- gives he explodes. it, and he explodes. One thin, one thin <laughs> mint. So, just be, yes, be aware of that. And I love my rule has always been uh, the 15 minute rule. You know, you finish eating, and then if you're hungry 15 minutes later, then go back and get a little bit more. But also getting away from the food. So if you're, you know, if you've eaten dinner, get out of the kitchen, you know, do the dishes later. Don't just stand there around and and be near the food. So I think those are, those are, it's just really, really important. And here's another benefit of not getting too full. The more you stretch your stomach, the more food you're going to need to fill it. So you may have to just Back off a little, back off a little, back off a little, and you'll be satiated more eventually. Where it might take two servings to satiate you, now it might take one in the future. Right, right. Yeah, we know that if you're so, as your stomach shrinks, you do get, yeah, the fullness signals come earlier. So that's a really good tip. Okay, well, so I have. Six ways. Oh, so let's get back to the hunger, the fullness scale. So the, if the fullness scale is 10, you're stuffed. And one, what's one? You're hungry. I guess you're really hungry. The, you want to stop at a seven? I think yes. that's... Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, you okay. don't want to go to a 10. You stop at a six or a seven. Yeah, okay. So how do you, you know, some other tips, you know, maybe take home tips for how to honor this. And I like the word honor because you're honoring your body. By, by not overfilling it or by not, and by not waiting too long, you know, so that you're eating bad food or just, you know, vacuuming up anything that's nearby. <laughs> uh, and one thing we didn't mention is alcohol will actually lower your inhibitions. So if you're at a party or even if you drink in your home, you have a glass of wine or alcohol before eating, you're going to be much more likely to overeat. So if you have a problem with that, I would certainly suggest you not drink alcohol. Yeah, that's a good tip. So here's here's some tips. One is, and again, I mentioned this before, start planning what and when to eat when you're at a level two or three on the hunger scale. 
that's that's really been helpful for me because I don't want to stop what I'm doing. But if food prep is really good for this. I was just reading an article about food prep. If you plan, like you said, plan to have a snack or plan your food in advance, you don't have to stop what you're doing an hour before the meal because the, the food will be already already be prepared. The second thing is eat high energy foods that your body wants. I mean, you're, if you eat carrots and celery, it's just really not going to fill you up. And so you need to eat good fats. I think one of the biggest fears we've had because of the last 30 years of nutrition science kind of getting it wrong is that we are terrified of fats, especially if we're watching our weight. And fats keep you full. I'm not suggesting you eat bad fats, but good fats especially when they're not combined with a lot of carbs or sugar, you know, olive oil, nuts, you know, the avocado, good fats actually keep you full and they are what your body wants and needs. And the the third thing is, you know, eat, eat for energy. Again, this is like what I was saying before. Don't, if you're a 10, you're not going to have any energy on the fullness scale. So at a seven, you still have energy to get up and, and take a walk. So that's that's a really clear thing to me. If I feel like I can get up and, and I want to go for my post-dinner walk, which is a really good habit to get into, then I know I've eaten the right amount. At, at eight or nine, I probably just want to sit. And at 10, I want to lie down and unbutton my pants. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, and number four, I love this one. Um, if you're as you're approaching fullness, um, as you're getting to full, say out loud, I'm done. That tells your brain, it tells yourself, and it tells the other people that you're not, you know, that you're, you're done eating. And, and it, and it, you know, it just is a reminder, you know, that you don't have to clean your plate, that you don't have to finish, that you don't have to keep eating. And another on the same vein, another thing to do is to put your napkin on your plate or, or cross, I cross my knife and my fork on my plate. And that is my little X telling me I'm not eating anymore. Another physical action is to push your plate away. So you can do all three of those. You can announce, put your, your fork and your knife on your plate, cross it, you can push your plate away and you can tell, you can say, I'm, I'm full. And that's a really good thing. You know, just, it tells your body, it tells your mind and it tells the others around you that your intention is not to eat anymore. And if you're at a restaurant, always a good tip is to when you're full, which sometimes for me happens after an appetizer or a salad, <laughs> they bring the the entree and I'm like, oh, I ordered too much. I'm full. And that can be a little bit embarrassing, but I, I've done this many times. I just tell the, the uh, server when they come, I, I just ate too much. I ordered more than I needed. Can you please put that in a box for me? And, and that way I'm not tempted to just sit there and eat it because it's been served and because I've, you know, I've paid for it. I can enjoy it the next day. And it always tastes great the next day. Do you have any other things, Kelly? I think those were all good. I think we've covered a lot of great tips here. And I think, you know, we can wrap this up. I, I don't think we're going to do any takeaways because I think we're doing all of yeah. these things. Yeah. So just, just again, this comes down to mindfulness and listening to your body. Right. Yeah. Right. So true. And if you are, yeah, that really, that really is it. That's a great synopsis. Got to listen, listen Thanks, to your Kelly. body. All right, Maria, thank you. Yeah. We'll catch you on the next one. Love you. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This week's quote of the week comes from Food Rules and Eater's Manual writer Michael Pollan. Leave something on your plate. Better to go to waste than to waste. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast with host Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Champions Mojo is produced by Cobra Media, and a new episode debuts every Tuesday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Follow Champions Mojo on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Champions Mojo.